0: This week on the podcast, we are talking about empathy with motivational speaker, Carrie Grace. It is a very, very important episode. One that any business owner of any sort, brick and mortar, online, MLM, anything needs to listen to. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to this episode of the Virtually Free Podcast. Today's guest is Carrie Grace. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. We are going to talk about some amazing, really important concepts, topics that are, you know, all the rage in today's business world. But before we hop into that, and yes, I'm being super uh, secretive on purpose. Uh, Carrie, why don't you? Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, what uh, what it is you do for a living, and what your business is.
1: Absolutely. So I am a motivational speaker. I travel all over the country, um, which is a fun, fun and sometimes exhausting thing to do. Um, and I speak on two different things. So I do a lot of work around um, empathy and compassion and kindness um, with uh, schools, um, whether it be teachers or students, um, and then companies, um, big corporate companies. And then I also speak on, um, risk-taking, which a lot of that came out of, um, people kind of saying, Hey, I know how to be kind. I just don't know how to take the risk to be kind. Mm. Um, so I do that a little bit more for sales teams and business owners. Um, but yeah, just lots of speaking.
0: Amazing. So if for all the listeners out there, if they haven't figured it out, we are going to be talking about empathy today. And empathy is a huge buzzword. Uh, I feel like a lot of the podcasts I've been doing lately are basically been tacking the buzzwords, empathy, hustle um, uh, what else? Uh, there's a few other things, but so I'm really excited. Um, you know, empathy is so important and I actually have a really interesting story about how I kind of started in, um, with empathy, but I'll, I'll let that go. So the first thing, um, I'd love for you to do Carrie is define what empathy is to, you know, the general definition and then also what it means to you.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I have a good, (laughs) I don't know if I have a good Webster dictionary definition (laughs) um, because it's funny. I always tell people that I score really high in empathy, but not as much on sympathy, which is which is funny because they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, I would at least say it's like kind of being able to not necessarily even relate, but for someone to tell you maybe something they're going through, and for you to not necessarily blow it off and go like, oh, whatever, but to go, you know, how can I, um, you know, walk a mile in your shoes? How can I relate to that? How can I, um, you know give words of encouragement, kind of how can I, um, you know, feel for you, if you will, um, in whatever circumstance you're going through versus just being like, nah, it's fine. Like, I'm over and I'm not going to listen to your situation anymore. I can't relate at all. Um, I don't think it means you have to necessarily have lived it. I think it's more just a, you know, do you know what it feels like or can you even resonate with what feelings they might have? Well, that might be an awful, an awful definition. No, um, not at all. But that kind of, it, that's kind of what I would say is, you know, being able to go, oh, I, I feel for you. And how can I then, you know, assist you in some way potentially?
0: Okay. So, so you mentioned sympathy. So, and this isn't something I always have a problem with. And I actually, went. me and my therapist had like a, an hour long discussion on the difference of ther- uh, sympathy and empathy. So what is sympathy in like, and how does it relate to empathy?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. I think for me, it's more, the reason I think I have less of it is probably because I have a lot of gumption and, and, and grit. And so I, I think sympathy is more like if I see someone and I'm like, they're, they're stuck and they're staying stuck. I have less sympathy, to which I think is more just like, Oh, I, f- I feel not even bad for you, but like, I feel for the situation. I think for me, um, that's where I differ. It's like, if I see a situation and I see that there's like potential, um, not even growth, but like you're staying, you're choosing to say stuck versus you're mm-hmm. in a situation that's devastating. That's how I think we're, I mean, that's not a good definition of, sort of sympathy, but, um, for me, that's how it plays out in my life where I'm like, you can do something about this. Um, versus, you know, I've seen lots of things where you I'm more empathetic where I'm like, Oh, your child has cancer. Like there isn't necessarily, you can just walk your way out of that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I also, while you were explaining this, I totally just like Googled the two definitions yeah. and I was like, <laughs> Maybe oh, you should tell exactly audience. what you say? No, it's exactly it. It's like sympathy is more like you feel pity towards someone. Right. Um, and it, there's like a little disconnection whereas like empathy would be like, Oh, I can like exactly what you said. Like I can be put in those shoes and I understand it. And it's not a matter of them being willfully, re- willfully ignorant and like using right. cancer uh, example. It's like, it's a horrible situation. Like uh, I feel for them. So, right. Exactly what you said. Amazing. Okay. And I know for me, it was like a really hard thing because my little story with empathy is because this is a buzzword and because this is um being like coming up and like I'm listening to it on like every podcast I listen to it's on YouTube videos it's on everywhere uh for good reason but um I was having issues with empathy and I actually one of the main reasons that I went to um I talk about this openly I uh, have anxiety like I go to therapy like every week and things like that so one of the biggest things is I was noticing that there was a lack of empathy for me and I was like oh god am I turning into a serial killer what's going on <laughs> like um right so it was really interesting because when I went there the first thing that someone asked was like, well, do you have empathy for yourself? And I was like, what? They're like, okay, let me break it. Or not somebody, my therapist was like, let me break it down. Do you love yourself? And I was like, whoa, this is, this is like the first meeting. I'm like, well, this is intense. Like we're getting to some really deep stuff right now. Um, So really like I've been on a journey of, of understanding empathy and sympathy and also understanding what the role that it plays in my life and how I can harness empathy to make me a better person. And also just like make me like become overall like happier overall because we get in those those situations where we're so in our world that we're like no one can understand what we're going through and we become a little hardened so um I think it's super important that we're talking about this so Carrie when was the last time that you uh used empathy it sounds so weird that I'm about to ask this question it just seems like a weird way of saying it but um when was the last time that you you felt empathy, in your business, and you used it to your advantage, but not in like a like a malicious way, like in a lovely way.
1: Oh, um, I don't know if there's a good example of using it necessarily within my business. I travel a lot, and I and I have a lot of empathy for people when I travel, and I don't know if it necessarily like helps my business. Sometimes I end up, you know, getting business cards or whatever, you know, where it could be a potential hire, if that makes mm. sense. So maybe that's a good example. But even like. I actually was flying to Tennessee and I sat next to a lady and I helped her like um she had a crying baby and I helped her put the like formula in the baby bottle and I held her wine while she drank um because the baby was taken up she couldn't put the the tray table down because the baby was there. Um so stuff like that where it's like and she and I had a whole talk about like her, her husband's business like company that he works for and um you know stuff like that i Oh I didn't realize that was a company in Tennessee. Like, yeah, I could definitely pitch that company. So I don't know if it's necessarily a benefit to me. But it was, you know, I could be like, oof, that's hard. You know, you're traveling at 8 p.m. with a baby who doesn't want to go to bed.
0: Yeah, I mean, 8 p.m. with a baby, that would be hard. But, you know, like maybe it wasn't your immediate, like you weren't thinking, oh, this is going to help my business. But as a like domino effect, it did help, like because you could potentially pitch, there'd be some connection there. Right, right. And things like that. So, right. That's awesome. That's really good. So, um, so what is the importance of empathy? So you, 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 travel the, you travel the world, you travel the United States speaking on this topic. So what is the biggest draw, especially among younger school age children? Why is it important to teach empathy towards them and really frame it? So it's a great, awesome thing. And it doesn't show weakness.
1: Yeah. I think they always say, you know, kindness is kind of, a. Uh, uh, a weakness if you will or empathy I always talk about empathy as a leadership skill because I think people just you know disregard it um and I'm like actually it's a long game it's like if you can have a lot of empathy that helps you in the long run it does not help you necessarily in the short run um I mean for any age you know adult or kids I think it's just um it's hard for people to not see it as a weakness oh I'm just helping people and maybe at a detriment to myself um but I think the, the age, we, digital age we live in, it's like you need it even more now. You need to know how to you know, digitally interact with people in a way that's empathetic and you need to know how to do it in the face-to-face interaction. Um, people just don't have that skill as much. And I think it's because we're not communicating with our like voices and our faces as much as we were maybe 10 years ago. And I think that empathy is you can also read a face. And if you're doing it via digital, you know what I mean? Like you, you're on Instagram, it's harder to show empathy because I think empathy is sometimes you know, compassion with your voice, tone of voice, facial expressions. Um, And so for me, it's just really, um, you know, how can I teach you to do this more? And I think the more you do it, the more you see the effects of it, that Mm -hmm. creates kind of a positive feedback circle, if you will, of then you're going to want to do it more. But I think you have to get into the cycle a few times and be positively reinforced in it. Like, oh, I had empathy and this person received that well.
0: Mm, yeah, exactly. I love how you're like, it's really hard to perceive how like people talk like via text or like right. email or stuff. It's so easy to project your own like reality onto their, the way that they're speaking to. I know I've been caught in the end. They're like, oh my God, this email was so mean. Why did you write this? And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, like I- I don't right, see like, I didn't, I didn't perceive it know, that way. Yeah. So now I just throw in a shit ton of emojis and I feel like everyone's happy, but like, <laughs> it, it helps. I swear, but it, it's really interesting. And I love how you did mention that because I've been caught, like, it's almost like you forget you are talking to a person. You're just like, Oh, I'm just talking to a computer. Like we, we know like deep down right. that there is someone right. on the other end, but it's so much easier. Cause as what you said, like, you're not you're not in person, you're not looking at their face. And like, even when you're on like Zoom or Skype and you are face-to-face, um, it's definitely different the way that you communicate. Like, I I definitely see it in my meetings, like where I'm typing to, you know, my team members versus when we're on camera. It's totally right. different. So right. thank you for, you know, mentioning that. Um So... What has been, I would love to know, like, what has been the biggest challenge with you when you are speaking about empathy to these, like, big groups of, you know, adolescents as well as, you know, CEOs, because you said that you also talk to businesses. Yes. Um, yeah. What's the biggest, what's the biggest problem that you, you have when, you know, traveling around and spreading the good word on empathy?
1: Like, what is the biggest issue to have from other people? Like, pushback? Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people hire me knowing that they need to hire me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, I haven't had really a lot of pushback. I think it's just people going, oh, I ha- I would never have thought that way. I mean, I even had a lady say yesterday, I spoke at an event yesterday on, on empathy and the power of empathy and, you know, why it's important leadership skill, you know, and a lady was like, oh, I'm so glad you said this, but also, you know, and, and she wasn't in the millennial, millennial age group. And she's like, I feel like in 10 years, it's going to be a nightmare because, you know, we're bringing in people like you to talk about things that I think were not as much of an issue without the internet. It was mm-hmm. more, you know, it was more we say please and thank you, and we write thank you notes. And now it's more of a, less of a learned skill. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm realizing is that for some people they go, oh, I already know that, and some people go, oh, I never thought to write my coworker a thank you note. And you're like, oh, so it's more people just it's opening people's minds. It's, I haven't really had someone say like, oh, that was silly, I didn't need that. Um, but more of just like, oh, I didn't even think I could do that, or I didn't, you know, that's a new idea. Amazing.
0: Um, How does it work with children? Like, obviously, they aren't going to have pushback, or not children, but like people in the schools that you're going to, like, they're not going to have huge pushback, but do you see, I guess, I guess a a better question would be is, do you see the effects of these um, speeches that you have? Do they send you any updates afterwards, or you just kind of go in, do your thing, and then hope that, you got through to somewhere. Well, I
1: only do high school, so I don't feel okay. like they're they're that far from adults, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, of course. um no, I mean, yeah, I sometimes leave them with a challenge and sometimes they've come back and said, okay, here's what we've done. Um, you know, like here's, you know, I leave almost every audience with kind of some side of some sort of challenge. So um I don't necessarily hear back all the time, but y- y- you kind of have it, the thing about it is it's um I cannot force anyone to do anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and so I don't always see the results, if that makes sense. Um, But it's kind of one of those where you go in and you go, well, I'm going to give you all the information I know and hope you do something with it.
0: That's, I feel like for me, if I was in your shoes, I would just like, I want to know every single like thing that's happened and how you guys have been amazing and all that stuff, but I'm just a nosy person. So yeah, Yeah. but so you did mention that um, you think that empathy is the one of, or if not the most important leadership skill. Why is that?
1: Um, You know what, I don't know if I would say it's the most important, I would actually say communication is, which, um, which I think empathy trickles down from that. Um, I, I call it a leadership skill because people don't, like people don't call it a leadership skill because they don't feel like it's necessary. They they would rather know how to communicate. They would rather know how to lead well. They would rather know how to, um, you know, I mean, there's a million leadership skills that I think people put before empathy. Um, I just call it that because I think that, that, people go oh i didn't think that's something we needed to teach and i'm like well how's your company doing you know how, how how are people doing when someone's suffering you know not well probably um and a lot of people don't realize that people suffer because a lot of people suffer in silence you know they don't tell you like oh my dad has cancer when they're at work um so i mean i think for me it's just it's here's why you need it because here's the benefits to it to your company to humans in general Um, you know, here's, here's potential outcome of it. You know, maybe you're going to have a better team. I talk a lot about team building and collaboration. And I think if you have good empathy, then as a result, you have a good team because people Mm. can go, Oh, well, that person's sick today or their kid's sick, or they're going through something awful. I can take the slack for them. But if they just perceive someone to be lazy, they're not going to pick up the slack. And then you're going to create a more hostile team environment. Mm.
0: Yes. I love that just like, Oh yes. I I've seen, I've seen myself part of teams that that's happened. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that resonates with me a lot. Um, so one thing I was just thinking about, I never really asked you, how did you get into talking about empathy and traveling, uh, North America and to like giving speeches and stuff?
1: Um, I had been seeking for about five years, um, just as an entrepreneur on the side. It was never, it was never a, full-time thing. If you will, I wasn't getting paid to do a lot of it. It was just at smaller events or conferences. And I was speaking a lot on community Mm -hmm. and how to build community, which, which falls into a similar category, if you will. Um, yeah, there wasn't really, there isn't really a, uh, this is how I got into it. I had someone say in 2017, you should look into doing this full-time and I, on the risk-taking side said, great. I booked myself a gig the next day and I haven't stopped booking ever since. It was just, it was a gumption for me of someone saying you should do this. And I'm, you know, if I'm all in, I'm all in. That's um, and I kind of went all in, I quit some other stuff I was doing and, um, I love the pitching and I love the sales side of it. So, um, that's where people always say, well, how do you go to gigs?" And I say, well, I also speak on risk-taking and you have to be a risk-taker. I think to be a speaker in some capacity, you have to be willing, at least to get on the stage, you have to be willing to email companies and say, do you need a speaker? And most people kind of wait for the opportunity to come to them. And I don't.
0: I like that. I like that. Awesome. Um, so before we sign off, I would love it if you would share, you know, one of the exercises that you give to, uh, the people that you speak with to help cultivate more empathy in their lives.
1: Um, it depends on, um, the audience. I didn't do actually a ton of exercises, um, within them. I do a lot of keynotes if you will. Okay. Um, but I do a lot of, um, what I do a lot is, is I'll share a story and um, or I'll do like a 15 minute seg- section and I'll share a story and what I'll, have all, what I'll have people do is I'll have them share a similar story and that people can then immediately buy in. So if I'm telling a story about here's a time where I thought something was something and it wasn't, um, you know, like I made a story about up about something that wasn't actually, you know, I, I think especially females, you make kind of stories up where you're like, okay, here's here's what I think is happening, but here's what actually was the truth of what was Mm -hmm. happening. Um, You know, you're like someone's, you think someone's lazy at work, but really their kid has cancer and they're gone every Friday for chemotherapy for their kid, Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of perception. Um, So I tell stories like that. And then I have them share immediately with the person next to them. And that buys them in to go, Oh, you're right. I do this behavior that I shouldn't do where I actually had a, I gave a talk at a, um, at a middle school educators event. And I had a dad that he said, I was so annoyed during the meeting because my son is really kind of a troublemaker at school, and we gave him this ultimatum, and he had to go to this meeting. He had to skip recess, and he had to go to this meeting with his teacher, and he said, my wife texted to say he didn't show up to the meeting, um, and he said, I was so annoyed And you, you're doing a whole talk on empathy and not assuming stories, and he's, he said, I wanted to come back in because he said, I just got off the white my, with my wife. Apparently, he's had a huge injury at school and is in the hospital, and he said, I was so mad the whole time thinking he didn't go to the meeting. And yet the actual story was he was trying to go to the meeting, but he had he somehow got very hurt at school. And so it was like he, he, he went to the assumption that, oh, he's still repeating bad behavior instead of, oh, something different happened. And how can I be empathetic for that situation? Um, so stuff like that where I can say, he, he was like, I immediately applied what you said. You know, he's like, I did exactly what you said people do, even though I thought I didn't, where I made an assumption about something that wasn't true. And here I am. Here's, that, here's the actual real story, not the one I created.
0: Yeah, I think that is really important that you highlighted that and you said like, you know, what how we perceive something happened, but what actually happened. And that happens so much, especially in the online space. Um, maybe not as like in that severe, like I hope that the child is okay, but like not in that severe kind of way. But, you know, you know, I, I've called in a few times, like it's been better. Like I've I'm more open about my mental health now. But before right. when I was starting my business, it was so taboo so I was and I was nervous that they would you know let me go because I had anxiety and all this stuff so I would just right. say I was sick I would just be like I'm I'm not feeling well like I have to, I can't come in and eventually someone was like look like it looks really unprofessional blah, blah, and basically said exactly what you gave in that other example with the the man that was taking his child to, uh, to chemotherapy every every Friday or the the worker um, and I was like look like I just couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable telling you, like, I actually have anxiety. It's not that I'm sick. It's that I can't communicate with you right now. I can do the work, but I can't sit there and communicate with you because I'm just not going to be able to do it effectively. And it's just going to cause me more anxiety. And once I explained that they were like, oh, okay. We just thought you were like, you know, not taking this seriously or we right. weren't, wasn't important. And I was like, exactly. So I've been on the other end too. Right. Um, I've also been on like the one where I assume something and it's wrong. Right. So, right. It's so easy for us to think our reality is everyone's reality,
1: right? Exactly,
0: and empathy definitely really helps um, with that, and being a lot more understanding to everyone around. So, thank you so much, Carrie, for being on the Virtually Free podcast and for sharing all your awesome uh, insight into empathy. As always, I ask our experts to leave the audience with some words to wisdom, words of wisdom. So I'm going to let you take
1: it away. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is, is I always tell people, never assume the backstory. Um, we, we tend to, to get the close in our face um, version of a story, and we never really get the bird's eye version of the story. There's always pieces we will not see, we will not know, we will not understand. And so I think before jumping to conclusions, go, okay, well, what might be the bird's eye view? How can I ask questions to better understand the full circumstances? Um, versus just going, Oh, they're lazy or they're this, or they're not a good team player or they're not whatever, or they're always cranky. Um, you know, kind of, and it's kind of the same example I gave before. Um, I actually was talking to to a company and I was giving a story where, um, this lady was like always mad every other Wednesday and they, they realized the pattern, but they were kind of like, Oh, maybe it's just, you know, whatever they made, made all these stories up and come to find out, you know, she was a divorced mom and every other Wednesday she gave her kids to her husband. And she was always bitter that Wednesday. And so, stuff like that, where it's what's how do you, how do you ask follow up questions? Okay, well, I'm noticing this pattern. Is there, is there a reason behind this pattern? Would you be willing to share why there's this pattern? How can we help you, um, you know, make this an easier situation for you by being empathetic? And then maybe saying, hey, do you want to leave an hour early? We'll cover you, you know, stuff like that. So, it's really going, how can you look at a circumstance that might be negative and find, do like a little bit more research, be, you know, be willing to ask tough questions and um, be empathetic to people because you do not know the backstory and always assume the backstory is worse than you think it is instead of, oh, they're just, they're just whatever. They don't really want to be here or do the work or, or et cetera. So, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt is essential what it is um, until you know the full story as to why someone's behaving a certain way. Hey
0: friends, it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends. Let me know that I'm doing an okay job. Email me at support-jedi at and I hope you're having a great day. Thanks. Peace.